0: Benny Falcon takes the baton now
1: to conduct one of the most exciting pieces of music of all of my years. This Don Costa with the Fred F. John Canda Love Song to the City That Never Sleeps and the Ball Team That Lost. Start spreading the news.
0: The Green Home's promise is to build the best homes in the world. And we aim to educate all those interested in building and living in a healthier, more energy-efficient home. However, to make sure that the brand can deliver on that promise, we needed to expand globally, open offices all around the world. And with the offices opening left, right and center across the United States, I wanted to revisit the first office, the one to open in the beautiful city of New York. Andrew Mason is our master franchisee for the state of New York. And born and raised in the Big Apple has really taught him some lessons in the construction game. He's been assisting managing his wife's family business of three generations. A restoration company that has seen beautiful old red brick buildings, the brownstone buildings of the New York boroughs. What better way to introduce you to Andrew than to jump straight into his interview? And if at the end of it, you've got any questions, make sure to visit us at greenhomesaustralia.com.au, ghbuildersusa.com or greenhomesnz.co.nz for those living in New Zealand or give us a call 1300 724 661 or reach out to us on any of our social medias just to get in contact and if you've got any questions make sure to ask there but before we jump into the podcast I'd just like to mention this episode is being powered by the new Tesla Powerwall 2 one of the highly featured products on our brand new Green Network page a page dedicated to informing you the listener or you the general consumer on ways that you can make your home greener or your lifestyle greener featuring products from paint tiles technology and lifestyle we want to help you make your home greener and more energy efficient and healthier so for more information make sure to visit our web pages but now on with the podcast Andrew welcome to the podcast the green home living podcast so you've just mentioned it's actually your first time on a podcast we're excited to have you on now we've been business partners as in green homes and, and yourself for about three years now late 2017 early 2018 mm,
1: I think it's I think it was 18 maybe when I first uh, came over
0: yes actually that's right it was when you first toured New Zealand and you hadn't been to New Zealand before
1: yes and Australia first time in the southern hemisphere Wow, big trip! Yeah, I was quite excited. Actually, but I'm a little bit of a stargazer, you know, and uh, I never got to see the Southern Cross, but I've, I've heard it in songs, and I knew it was out there somewhere. So that was really exciting for me to uh, to do those do those things as part of my little bit of a tour that I had when I was there. So,
0: well, I guess Andrew, that's the perfect way to jump into our discussion. Look, tell us a bit about yourself. How did you find uh, Green Homes?
1: Okay, so. All right, well, yeah, I, uh, well, for about the 20 years preceding this, um, I had been working in the restoration services industry. So meaning uh, we had a small company that was a, it's like a one-off company. So it wasn't part of a franchise, but uh, doing cleanup after uh, fires and floods and doing mold remediation and uh, all those kinds of things for individual homeowners and commercial buildings and all sorts of things like that. So I had a long, Career there, I guess you would say, It was a family family run or family owned business, um, and uh, learned a lot, obviously. And I, before that, I had some experience in uh, construction and contracting. I was in the carpenters union for a while, which, uh, when you're really young and um, you're not going to school per se at the time, and uh, I thought that should be the best thing in the world to do, and it was great because. They pay you really well, and I, I went through four years of schooling and became a mechanic carpenter and learned all aspects of the trade. And so it was. It was a great education, and um, I, I just enjoyed you know, working outside, working in different jobs, and nothing was ever really always the same. So it was, that was kind of nice. But I got a good background for what I'm in now, which is great. They taught us everything from how to read plans and how to make cabinets to how to frame houses and do concrete forms and do a drop ceiling or what, anything you could possibly imagine. So it was really, really good. It was actually a kind of an eye-opening experience. So, um, uh, and then be- before that and beyond that, I've always been in dabbling in the aviation world. So I am a, a commercially rated multi-engine instrument pilot, which I haven't been doing much of these days in the last many years, because I'm also a, a father of two. And uh, <laughs> so, and so that kind of replaced that activity. But one hobby replaced the other, but, um, But that's all right. I think part of my goals and one of the goals um, being in green homes now and kind of running around New York state will be to maybe not run, but fly around New York state. And that's kind of like a big on the big, um, you know, goal list there is, if you might say so, um, hopefully I'll be being able to bring that back into, into my life somehow. Um, So I've done a lot of different things. I was also um, in the financial world briefly, which I had this, I was much younger. So I had this really crazy idea that I would be on the phone with three phones on my head saying, buy, sell, you know, and then wasn't really what it was all cracked up to be. I, I was a financial consultant and I sat at a desk and I, I talked to people, you know, calmly about what they were investing some, in. but so it wasn't eventually my cup of tea really. But, uh, so that's, I got out of that and got into this family business. Um, so it was a Not maybe the perfect timeline that I described it in, but those were some of the things that I've done in my in my varied career, Um, and uh, yeah, I I did actually enjoy all of them. Uh, And what what led me to Greens Homes was that we finally we had always been talking about expanding um, the restoration services business to include reconstruction in house, and we had always offered it, but we had never really had it in house. You know where we had our own trucks and carpenters and things like that. So um, I guess it always just seemed like, wow, we're just busy enough getting by here and you know, trying to run this this company and run it successfully and, and do well. But it just seemed like too much of a hill to climb. So finally though, it got to a point where we said, you know what, it's you know, let, let's not keep all our eggs in one basket. Let's, you know, have another revenue stream here at this company. And I thought, well, I got the brilliant idea that I would maybe just plug into a franchise. Because why not? Wait a minute that might take some of the workload of in reinventing the wheel off of me, and you know I can you know instead of having to figure out the whole thing myself, I can find people that have done that already, and I can just say, "Okay, what do I do? I'll do that um but to my surprise, there wasn't really I couldn't really find any companies that really fit that bill at least here or at least that I found at the time um and uh yeah, i kept I kept searching here and there and then. I guess it came up maybe a couple times for me, but I saw this one company, Green Homes Australia, and I thought, well, Australia, that's really around here. So um, finally, I guess I just got the idea, why don't I just see if they are maybe, you know, like, why don't I just check in and see if they're going to be a franchise? I Because I thought, okay, yeah. A franchise right and it's in construction but then i i saw oh and they build green homes i was like that's kind of like a double win right there it was like a the model i was looking for but they also do something that i had always been passionate about i've really acted on it but i've always been passionate about it. even as a young boy i can recall dreaming about building a house that was powered by wind or or water or uh, you know solar or something like that and um so so i saw those Two things combined and i was like yeah you know what i'm gonna just see what's going on with these guys and uh and lo and behold i i think it was maybe after my first email possibly second i got an answer back pretty quickly saying yeah you know we have been kind of having some meetings about this and thinking about it long and hard and as a matter of fact let's entertain this you know let's see maybe we will um come to the good old united states of america and bring our, our cool business model here and our cool way of, bu- of building energy efficient homes
0: yeah well and i mean what was interesting about that time in our journey as a company was that we weren't necessarily mm. looking to the u.s as a, an, another growth point you know down in the southern hemisphere you know down under down here mm. we had this perception that america was you know 10 10 years ahead of the rest of the world but when we were doing our research and it, it seemed very serendipitous at the time because it, it must have been you researching at the same time and us researching that in fact there aren't any other companies in america or seemingly in the rest of the world with our types of building processes which is if you've been listening to the podcast isn't too difficult or or too out there it's not out there at all actually so Obviously, the stars aligned, and you reached out to us and really kick-started what became GH Builders USA.
1: Yeah, which, which I think we still – I mean, I, you know, I, I remember when, when Nick first came here um, to kind of get the, a tour of the New York area and, um, and see what was going on, and I brought him to that first real, like, building site where there were houses that were, you know, halfway completed, a third of the way completed and framed up and things. And he just – it was just fun to watch his reaction going – Oh, my God, They're doing all the same stuff wrong that we were doing before all this, you know, and they're doing all the same things that just you know aren't energy efficient and just you know what you just do because that's just how you build, right? but and then obviously, that's not the case now. but um, and so that was interesting and and yeah, I think we still are still kind of dumbfounded. it was i can, I can recall this one time, I don't know if it was that visit or the the next his next visit here. we were in New York, and we got. The really fine opportunity to meet with the Australian Consulate General, um, Consul General, I guess maybe it is, and um, uh, so we were in his office in Manhattan and in some high-rise building in Manhattan, and uh, we were talking just about that exact thing about how you know we're still pretty far behind in terms of energy efficiency with in a lot of ways, um, and that uh, you know in Europe and and so on, and I opened my mouth and which. Turned out to be lucky, but I opened my mouth. And I said, "Oh yeah." I said, "I was down when I was in Australia, and at the times I've been in Europe, you know, you can even just like even the toilets—they all are like the dual flush, you know, low flush, high flush, whatever. Everywhere you go there. But in the United States, that's like maybe barely just catching on, and it is now more, but it really still isn't that catching on that much. And wouldn't you know, he gets up, and wouldn't you know, the Australian consul general has a bathroom in his office, just." So if you ever become the consul general, you get that. That's something nice. That's a perk, I guess. But
0: Oh, it's um, definitely a perk. And it sounds pretty handy, actually. Oh, very nice. You know. so it almost sounds very George Costanza-like.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, very much so. Um, and he uh, pops up, and Mike and I both turn and what? What is he doing? And we see, oh, he's going into the bathroom to check about what I just said. And I was like, oh, this could go very wrong, or it could go very right. And luckily, after a moment, he comes back out and he goes, you're right we are far behind, aren't we? And I was like, oh, yes, we are. <laughs> Please trust us. We've been checking this out for a while now, you know? And uh, so anyway, he bought in because he saw that what we we're doing is, um, and if you do think about it, you know, I know, why wouldn't I want to save money on, uh, you know, on, if I'm going to build a house, why would I just want to have the same amount of energy leaking out of my house that I that I did in the 70s and the 80s and whatever, when we have all this great technology now and just all these cool products that, just designed to do that and we can we can. We have the technology. You know, we can make a house that's energy efficient. Why not? You know, so it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting concept that everybody doesn't just demand it, which there's it again, it is also starting to happen in terms of the consumers are saying, Yeah, I do want that. I don't want to pay X amount of dollars per month. I want to pay a fifth of that or a quarter of that, whatever. Why not? Or nothing at all, mean you know, so um so yeah, so I think uh, I think it was it was so eye opening and it, it, it continues to be, you know, just the uh, like uh, at the end of near the end of uh, last year when we were at the International Green Expo in Atlanta, and you think it was the Green Build Expo that's the name of it, Green Build Expo. So here we are, a green builder, and wouldn't you know? I mean, this was a big show, like many, many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of vendors once you know, at the International Green Build Expo, we were the only green builder. We were the only builder and we were the only green builder. So also, of course, that meant that we were very busy in our booth the whole show.
0: um... And it's funny you mention that because I was heavily involved with you and and the (coughs) other members of the the US team um, setting that up. And what was really funny was on one of the initial calls, the organizers were very surprised that a builder wanted to get involved. And the reason for that is usually these things are for suppliers and um, product or individual products that consumers and clients might want to install in their homes, despite it being a, being called a green builder expo. So we registered and, and promoted ourselves that we would be an energy efficient builder. And there was a, there's, a, there's a clip of you oh, yeah. after a long day, obviously, at the booth talking to That's consumers, enormous, yes. talking about the increased demand from consumers in the US market. But what we saw over there was that there is this massive, massive consumer demand for green homes. And Mick, when he was at that expo with you guys, sort of came up with an analogy. Apologies to all those who aren't necessarily sports fans. But at one end of a football field, you've got an abundance of consumers. And they might be your playmakers, they might be your try scorers, they might be your home run hitters. At the other end, you've got an abundance of sustainable product suppliers, um, manufacturers, government officials, etc., However, to connect those two pieces of the team, you've got to have a quarterback. And our quarterback theory basically suggests that the only way you're going to get these product supplies, manufacturers, government policies, et cetera, to those consumers at the other end of the field is with a builder, an individual builder, and that builder offering the construction of green homes. And that's where we come in. And that was our offering in the United States. And that's what you're you know, obviously on selling to all of your yeah. builders on the ground in, in New York.
1: Yeah. I think also there's a, been the misconception or maybe it was this way, say, 10, 20 years ago, that if you did indeed have the, the, the ability or the wherewithal and you wanted to build, a green home or an energy efficient home, it was going to cost you so much money, and it was just going to be beyond, you know, reach of the of a, most the majority of homeowners. So yeah, there were some builders that probably catered to that, and there still are, sure. Um, but but why does that have to be? There's no reason that it has to be only you know these multi 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 million dollar homes that are energy efficient. And strangely enough, the larger home you get, the less energy efficient it is anyway. Just just because of the size so yeah so um you know i guess you'd have to spend even more work harder to get it to that point but now with with all these great products which was of course also so interesting for us just to see all these amazing product suppliers that are out there in droves and you know technology drives the new products and the new products are just you know they will yes they will and they are driving the industry as well um, because then the consumer eventually catches on and says, yeah, no, but can I get this better insulation or can't I get these more efficient windows? And I don't know. And just like all new things, then eventually those prices start to come down. And, um, and that's really that, that, that momentum phase is really just kicking in here. I believe in, in, in the U S at least. Um, and, uh, that is nice because then the consumer will drive the demand and then there will be builders saying, I know I have to do this because everybody that's asked me to build a house says, well, can you build a green home and so on? And they don't want to have to say no. They don't want to lose a contract. So um you know it's just it's just it is inevitable. It, it's going to be, you know, inevitable if it not if it's not already, obviously. Um and like, well in the restoration services industry it was that way. I mean we didn't many, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago nobody knew what a mold remediation was. And now that's probably a majority of the work that that company does because all of a sudden, whatever it was 15 years ago, people said, Hey, I have some mold and I need you to remove it for us. And we thought, well, okay, I guess we could do that. But how do we, and we kind of backed into it, you know, so um, it would have been nice had there been a company that I could have said, well, if I just plug in here, they're going to train me to exactly know how to remediate mold and they're going to, you know, give me some standards and they're gonna, you know, help me figure out how to find the people that need it done. And so that's, you know, that's nice. But we had to figure it out the hard way and we did. And there's no reason that you have to though. You know, so that's again, I think the the nice thing about it for builders now is that when they're kind of starting to back into it or they're realizing that, oh wow, how come all these people want this? You know, whatever. And they see all these new products or whatever, there's a nice easy way for them to say, oh, okay, I can get into this. I don't have to reinvent the wheel, you know, I can plug into this and get that power of a brand and get the group collective um, knowledge and experience that you guys have had for the last 10, 12 years, whatever that number is, um, and, you know, and tap into that, which is so so amazing in its own
0: its own right. So. And I guess you've actually brought up a really good uh, jumping board to, to dive into technological discussion around how do our green homes integrate smart products, energy-efficient products and, and so on and so forth and other things that we've talked about on previous episodes such as, you know, energy-efficient windows, skylights, etc. We've just launched, and I know you know this, Andrew, but anyone listening might not know this, we've just launched the Green Network and what that aims to do is inform our consumers and our builders and all of our partners around the world, whether you're building with us or not or whether you're working directly with us or not, on just some energy efficient products that make your home greener, or make your business greener really. And that ranges from kitchen tiles through to kitchen appliances to simple lifestyle products. And what we aim to do is educate you know anyone who, who wants to learn more about those products. And we've got an independent assessor looking at each and individual product, making sure that it meets 100 point criteria. Ensuring that it's not, as Ash Bland likes to say, harming anyone in a faraway country, stripping the earth of resources. And it's actually, in its nature, a sustainable green product. Throughout. Throughout our journey as green homes, you know, we've come to discover there are so many different climates. Our principles are universal in design. So in the Southern Hemisphere, when we talk about the northerly aspect... That's the sun and its application to each individual home. And obviously, for the northern hemisphere, you just flip that to the the southerly aspect. But, Andrew, in your time through your extensive training with Green Homes, you know, building a few homes, talking to your builders, how have you found the principles apply? Well, actually, let's just rewind a little bit. What part of America or New York State are you from, Andrew?
1: Okay, so, well, I, I... I live and work, um, you'd say about 30 or so miles due north of the middle of Manhattan. So in a suburb, I'm in the County of Westchester. Um, and, uh, it's a, it's a, call it like a commuter town. A lot of people here work in Manhattan. Um, being that it's probably maybe even a little bit more or almost half the population of the state, New York is, is Manhattan pretty much, uh, or thereabouts in that Metro area there. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it is it, it is interesting. I, I think there's, um, you know, there's always, you'll get a lot of it. There's always the big builders that can come in and not so much here anymore because we're the, our densities, it's a little bit of a high-density area at this point. So there's not a lot of big open tracts of land where a developer can come in and just pump out 50 houses or whatever. And that was the case, though, um, a while back. Um, so even up to, like, the house I live in now was done by a developer who was in the area, pumping out um, hundreds of houses a little bit, just just a little north of here. And he just actually happened to find this one little plot of land near where he was living temporarily and decided to put a few houses on the lot. But, you know, so as this house got to be older, and about the 25 year mark, I was like, wow, you know, we seem to be paying quite a bit for our utilities every month, like, what the heck? And this was, you know, a little bit before just around and maybe around or before the time I met you guys and um I had a company come in and simply you know and it wasn't necessarily the greenest thing you could possibly do I mean I I had them insulate the attic with spray foam insulation um and they kind of made the house into an envelope instead of having my fiberglass insulation in the attic for my the ceiling of my second floor or the attic uh the attic floor um and so they did that and they they sealed my ductwork, duct work, which, um, i have forced hot air and air conditioning um uh forced hot air heating and air conditioning and they insulated those ducts and between those things that they did not many things they did but those few things they did some caulking and sealing and things like that um my bill has gone down more than half just more than half so there you go i kind of modernized my home and that's just a little fraction of what a green home you know uh, an iso 2001 standard home would would do, you know what I mean? It's just, I tried to get to that. But that's, and that's not that, you know, you could keep going and you could keep trying to do more things and more things and you could buy an even more energy efficient furnace. But again, all those things add up. So for somebody who's going to stay in their home and own it, yeah, you can do those things like I did and it's very helpful. Um, but when you have the ability to start out and build a home from scratch, wow, can you do any, you know, you can do just so much and you can just be so energy efficient. And it's kind of cool. And I think people get that, you know. Um, so, you know the, there there's a lot of there's some knockdown there's some knockdowns and there's for many reasons obviously um, and you know there's some homes in my restoration career I walked into a home that was built in 1791 I believe so there's a few older homes here you know
0: gosh and I guess as a bit of reference that's about 13 to 14 years after the British first arrived yeah. on the shores of Australia.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, it's it's so, you know, and I'm a kind of a, not necessarily a history book, but I like, you know, the, just, I like, uh, I'm like kind of an amateur archaeologist, if we say that much, and I, I, I like the history of this area, and I like to read about what was happening here in, you know, the 1500s and the 1600s, and, you know, you walk into a house like that, and obviously had been extended onto and built on, and so there was just this one small little section of the house, which was the whole house at one point, which was like a little, you know, whatever. 18 by 15 room stone room with, with the big fireplace in the middle and the doorway was really low and everything was small. And it was just interesting. Like that was the whole house, you know, And uh, of course, then that was just like a small, like their little living room, you know, whatever. And the rest of there was the, you know, the rest of the house was just added onto it over time. Um, but, uh, so, you know, there's, there's such a variety of homes here and yet I can go and see, um, homes that are 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 passive solar homes around here and then there's you know frank lloyd Wright design homes there's a whole community right in westchester here of those kinds of homes that are kind of built right into the the earth and uh so there's a lot of interesting things that have been done and can be done but i think generally you know people especially that just an 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 average homeowner like the majority of all homeowners that they don't think they really knew or understood that they could build this way.
0: You know, know, actually, it's funny you mentioned Steve Martin just before we started to hit record. Um, You know, him being one of the first live acts you saw way back in in the heyday. But for those that haven't seen Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld on Netflix, check out uh, the episode with Steve Martin. And you actually get to see Pleasantville in Westchester County and what i really took away from that episode other than the the comedic benefits was mm-hmm. the old style of building it looks like one of the original uh, cities or towns or counties and it must be such a joy for you andrew to go through these these old buildings that have so much history and and so many stories yeah. to tell yeah and look at them and bring them into the modern that's century right. And,
1: and, you know, that's right and and you know but th- and then i can give you the opposite fact about this house is that it they built it and they built it the orientation they used was it faces the street and therefore the southern part of my house has not one window it's actually the garage and there's no window so they gave no thought no consideration to anything to any kind of to the sun or how the sun affects it and shading or anything they just was oh there's the street build the house and unfortunately that's the way most houses are built which it's such a shame because for the same exact amount of money, they could just, you know, wrench that house around a little bit or just change the design and there you go. And now all of a sudden you can, you have something to work with, you know, but I don't have anything I can work with other than what I did because I can't rotate my house, you know, like, (laughs) there you go.
0: Yeah, well, you can't pick it up and uh, just twist it around, but you've, you know, you've touched on something perfect, which is that these universal design mistakes are being made all around the world so not only in Australia and New Zealand but there are mistakes being made in the US and I'm sure if you went through Europe there'd be very similar mistakes and that's where obviously you're talking to clients and really educating them as to how to make a better home and, and how to build a healthier home which is obviously very important as we're seeing during this COVID nineteen crisis, and especially in your home state and your home cities, and I guess Andrew, what's the response been when talking to clients on the ground? What have their um, most important pickups been, and what have you seen as very important in that discussion with your consumers? Oh, I,
1: I think when they, when I kind of, I kind of give them the real quick, uh, you know, thirty second version of what solar passive is and how you know you can just shade a how a home correctly and with that correct shading and the correct positioning you can you know defeat the sun when it's time to do so and and block it out when when you don't want it and you can allow it to come in when you do and doing that can give you free energy like free heat and so on and they and and they get everybody gets it and they go oh like yeah like why why aren't like why are we doing that you know and they see that how simple that is and how nice and easy and just logical and makes complete sense and they go whoa like and i they think just like think, like well why can't i be saving money on my house here because nobody was thinking about it at the time just what didn't whether that was because energy prices were low or whatever the reason aesthetically maybe they thought oh these houses at this angle won't look great but you know now people are like you know i think i can still build a really great looking house (laughs) and not have to pay hundreds and hundreds and hundreds you know whatever of dollars in energy costs so People get it now that many people do. And there are many more starting to realize and understand. I mean, and it's a culmination of a lot of things. I mean, you know, over here there's this whole tiny home movement. And that's also cool. But if you build a tiny home that leaks and doesn't save energy, well, maybe that's not that great. So I think along with that comes those thoughts when you start to do those things, you start to think of, well, how can I make this a little bit more efficient? You know, because you're you're talking about efficiencies anyway when you're talking about so there's there's a lot of things and again technology innovation new products coming out you know things that maybe weren't as easy to build or as you know affordable to buy um years ago are now becoming that you know so blazing and windows
0: andrew let's just talk about innovation for a second i know you and i and, and josh hughes here in the office often talk about really cool little products that we find on the internet lego popular culture etc Oh, yes. I'm guessing you're familiar with Kickstarter. I know that much. <laughs> and it's those innovative spirits that we see on those platforms that really remind me at least that each of our clients have these fantastic ideas for their homes. And obviously our universal principles can be built into any style of home, whether it be a 40-story apartment building or a three-bedroom mm-hmm. home um, in Westchester County. Obviously, taking that dive as a builder or a consumer into an unknown product is always a bit of a concern. And I, as a consumer myself, I can 100% understand that, backing many Kickstarter projects and not sure if they'll come to fruition. However, what do you say to your builders and, and your consumers on the ground? And how do you talk to them about that brave first step in bringing the thousands of homes that we've built into the southern hemisphere into your discussions and what would you like to say to consumers that you're talking to around the world that building a green home uses principles tested and proven all around the world
1: um i think you know well to me that it's one of two things it's either the consumer that's out there that already has caught on and knows and really is quite knowledgeable um and 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 they get the whole thing. They get the whole energy efficient thing. So there's that kind of group, and I think that group is growing and growing, growing more and more. Um, and that's that's great. And then there's the group that really, you know, you know about it. You you understand there's efficiencies that can be done, whatever. But there's just the way. Well, I just bought my house, or I just had enough to. I could just only afford this, and or whatever. Or I didn't want to have to pay. You know. And so there's certain preconceived notions about things. You know, costing too much or whatever. Um, And so I think those people just, you know, it's just a matter of just like anything, you know, I had, I had some friends that resisted the, the the smartphone, you know, for a while, because, you know, he said, Oh, it was just, he was just like, nah, I don't need to do that. I'm not doing it. I don't care. I like my phone. I got stuck in the snow for two days, and it still worked fine. And okay, that's great. But like, I can't send you this picture that I want to show you or I can't, you know, Quickly text you or I, I can't you know have you open up an email that's important about a document that you need to read you know whatever that might be and finally for practical reasons and for all sorts of reasons to catch up with the rest of the world and you know that you everybody kind of goes okay yep all right I, I get it I'll do this you know and so there's gonna be that group always that's 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 there uh, so it's just like anything you know you have the first adopters and uh, but though they're through the pipeline you know kind of already and we're getting to that critical mass where the whole you know the larger group in itself goes uh huh yeah i expect this it just needs to be this way you know like when i go get a phone it's going to be a smartphone because they don't have rotary dial telephones anymore you know <laughs> so right it just the way it works like you know so um yeah it's getting easier and easier, um, and so the the education process is not, you know, it's not it's not as uh, arduous or as what I thought it was, you know, would be. Um, I think, and especially, I think it's more the builders, really. I think the consumers are there. I think they've caught on more, much more, and they're ready and waiting and wanting to save money and save energy, and you know, the whole climate change thing that's helping to get. Well, how do we do that? Well, I got to do my part. Well, how do I do my part? Well, okay, yeah, maybe I should have some energy efficiency, and even to the point where I can. Sometimes I tell people, I say, "Do you notice the telephone poles and the power lines in your in your neighborhood or whatever?" No, not really. Well, imagine when they first started to put those in, the complaints that were like you're not going to put that ugly thing in my neighborhood. I don't want that. You know, it's like, yeah, but this is going to be the electric power. Oh, you know, I'm sure that all went on. and And the same happened with solar panels. There were some areas around here that were banning them because they weren't nice looking enough. You know, this was many years ago, but, you know, and, but people persisted because they realized, wait, if I just do this, I don't need to pay any money for electric, like, holy cow. And now all of a sudden, I'm walking through my neighborhood with my wife the other day. We're walking the dog. And I woke up, and I was like, oh, that house has solar panels. And she said, oh, yeah. I said, they look really nice. And she said, yeah. And I said, I've never noticed them. And she said, yeah, neither have I. I've been living here for 20-something years in this neighborhood. So that's all happening, and that's all part of it. you know. So it's eventually, it'll just be con- so commonplace to have triple-glazed windows and solar panels on your house and to only pay a tiny bit of money. But we're, we're, we're getting there, you know, (laughs) and it's starting to that pipeline that, 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 you know, bubble in the Python or whatever is starting to be at that point where the critical mass is going to just going to move it right along. And like, so for the builders that aren't catching on or that want to just build the same old way, cause that's the way I do it. And that's the way it works. It's just not going to happen. It's just, you know, eventually that's not the way it's going to work. You know, you're going to hang on to that old flip phone and it's going to be like, Oh boy, these things don't even work anymore. You know? So that's kind of what's happening with green homes. And um, I'm glad, you know, I'm I'm just very glad that I'm here where I am now because um, I look at the 10-year plan and I think, wow, this is going to be great. There's going to be just a whole heckin' lot of green homes.
0: Yeah, well, that's certainly the hope. You know, we're really looking forward to seeing the thousands of homes that will probably come out of the U.S. in the next year or two. Uh, fingers crossed yourselves, Team Texas can continue to grow uh, your personal teams as we you know, expand across the rest of the states. But look, Andrew, before we go, I just want to ask you one final question. Obviously, New York State receives those incredibly powerful snowstorms, and well, a lot of the eastern coast does. Um, I was wondering, if I came to you and asked you to build me a home that could withstand those storms and make it comfortable at the same time of course could you do it
1: oh heck yeah oh yeah yeah well as a matter of fact i just got a um a great little facetime video tour from uh ash bland um of his home that's a fully off-grid home and you guys are now of course experiencing your winter and he said it was pretty chilly and of course we tried to do the celsius you know celsius to fahrenheit conversion which never works well but We got pretty close, and I thought, oh, yeah, that's kind of cold out there. And he showed me the temperature on the thermostat in his home, and he says, I don't have the heat on. And there we go. It's comfortable as heck in here. And I thought, yeah, there you go. Look at that. How nice, you know? So, yes, we can do it. And an example I used was from Australia, no less. But, but yes, yes, you, you can do it. And even, you know, I think when you see something like that, when you go into a house in the middle of winter and it's, Freezing cold out, and you walk in and it 's comfortable, and the floors are warm, and the that thermal mass is giving off some heat, and you go, Wow, you guys must wow, what do you have like the fireplace go no, no we 're just working off the heat we collected yesterday or whatever that might be you know that's that 's when people go, Oh, can I do that too? <laughs> so I think well, yeah.
0: well, let me tell you when I lived in Detroit in the cold, freezing winter, the only thing that kept us warm during the blackout <laughs> was a nice glass of whiskey in the morning so it would have been lovely to have a green home to relax in but look Andrew thanks so much for joining me today it's been a real pleasure talking to you and I hope you and your family are staying well during this time especially during the pandemic but look really looking forward to seeing what what happens next with GH Builders USA New York well yeah same
1: same for you guys and uh, you know where everybody's doing what they can and just hopefully this will all you know its it course and we'll all be okay so but i uh, wish you the best and thank you
0: very much for having me i really appreciate not it not a problem uh, in the world andrew thank you th- thank you appreciate
1: it i will never understand the bathrooms in this country <laughs>